Blog Talk Radio. beautiful pieces of life and string them together. We also like to re-look at and pass down and repurpose intergenerational wisdom. And this week I'm really thinking about my grandparents and kind of bringing myself back into my core as a parent. Um, and we'll go into a little bit a little bit why that is. You know, this week we're talking about a wing and a prayer and the pearl of the day is fingers crossed and eyes open. Last show we did on Mama's Pearls, we had author Adam Mansbach on the show. It was called Raw Talk. And we were talking about his not-for-children's book, Go the F to Sleep, which is going to take the world by storm and will definitely crack you up because it is a pretty hilarious book that kind of just hits that universal core that every parent gets at with their children when they're just on the brink and your kids won't go to sleep and you're ready to kind of just pull your hair out. And it was a great conversation. And, and in it, um, one of the things that we were talking about and that he said it was like, you know, who really cares if you can't get your child to sleep? Like, you know, why should we care about what goes on in another person's house? And I, I said something to the effect of the only thing that matters, you know, you can do whatever you want in your four walls, but it's it's what's out in our community that really matters and that we do have an interest in from that perspective. Little did I realize, you know, the difference that would would happen in, in the sense of a week about what happened with this poor eight-year-old Brooklyn boy um, who found himself begging his parents to walk home from camp in his neighborhood, which is a very insulated, intimate, Hasidic Jewish community, and wanting to to walk those eight blocks by himself from his camp to his home, not go on the bus, which I'm sure every single parent here whose child goes on the on the bus, you know, you're constantly grappling with their their rifts for independence. And they say yes, and they had a plan that the mother was going to meet him four blocks away. The son never showed up, and we all know the story. He wound up in the hands of somebody who who killed him in a most probably heinous way. So, you know, little did I know the string of pearl that we would go from, you know, getting to the end where we're on the brink with our children and have to bring us back into, like, that place of sanity into talking about, you know, that this one off event that that happens and is so deeply tragic and just strikes the core of a community and of pretty much every single parent. You know, it it just strikes into the fear of every single parent. And I, I wasn't going to really go into it, but I felt so you know, this book up I really just felt so inspired for the need to open up the space around this event and kind of talk about it and look at it in 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 hopefully what would be a little bit of an inspiring 
a different way than maybe that you're reading. And there's been a lot of beautiful stories written, you know, about about the community. There's an order there's an article in Time magazine, there's an article in the New York Times about it, you know, and striking about what it is that we as parents have to deal with when our kids start wanting independence and they want us to do more on their own. And we kind of have to take a real look at who our children are and what they are ready for. And every parent at some point in their in your child's progress is going to ha- have to make that decision. And independent is something that children so desperately desperately crave and they yearn and they know it's something that they have to earn. I remember as a child it was something that I had to earn and work towards and I had to prove to my parents that that I was ready. And every parent has that gauge on with their child about when they're going to be ready to do something, just like, you know, when they're ready to do potty training and when they're ready to, you know, go have a drop-off play date on their own. You know, but something about venturing into the world does seem a little ominous, does seem a little scary. And what is that world you're setting your child into? Just this morning, my son, as I'm thinking about all of this and kind of what I wanted to to chat about today, was um, had asked me, you know, Mommy, can I walk to the bus to myself? And I just started, like, laughing, and he's looking at me like, you know, he's obviously serious and asking a serious question, but I'm I'm just laughing at his timing. You know, he hasn't asked me that before. Usually I'm either carrying him because he's usually so tired in the morning or I'm holding his hand and we're walking together and we're talking. And so he's kind of looking at me like, what's up, Mom? I'm serious. So, you know, our bus comes literally right in front of our house or it comes right down the block. And so I, you know, I kind of just let him walk a couple of steps ahead of me. He's not allowed to go on the bus without me there and handing him off anyway. So that's really not an issue. Excuse me for one second. Yes, stupid summer cold. Um, You know, so I'm just like, when he said that, though, when he asked me, you know, it put me kind of right in that space with with the mom to to the boy, um, to the eight-year-old boy, and it's like every single parent is going to have to come to that decision and make that choice at some point in your child's life. And, you know, I kind of see it as our... Our home is the construct of which they they live and they come to you know know the basic ground ground rules for life, but our homes kind of expand outward and it does become our block. It does become our neighborhood and then it becomes our town, you know. And, and that's really the familiar space by which our children grow and learn and they have their social encounters and they have their ups and downs and they have their good days and their bad days and you know and they're out there. Uh, you know, no child at, at or is going to stay home for 24-7. Even when you're homeschooled, you're still, when we spoke with Stacy, you're still taking your child child out and about, and you're still doing playgroups, and you're still interacting, and you're still going to be with different people. Um, it's just the way the way it is. You know, we have babysitters. We have other people that look out after our kids. We have other people that take our kids' places. We take our kids' places. We're in crowds. You know, life can just throw curveballs and you just never know what's what's going to happen in in any given moment. So what do we do? I mean, we can hold our breath. That's not going to help. And most of us do gasp around our children. I mean, if you're in a room with five different moms and their kids, you're going to hear a lot of, 
oh, my gosh, you know, and it's when they're doing something. You guys know what I'm talking about because I'm sure you've gasped, you've gasped yourself. At some point, you need to take a breath, and you need to kind of stay back, and you need to, you know, obviously always be aware and have your wits about you, but we are sending our kids out on a wing and a prayer. No matter how many times you've, you've walked down the block with them, no matter how many times you've gone and you helped them ride their bicycles, eventually those training wheels come off. And when they come off, your kid might go without incident or your kid might fall in and crash and hurt himself. We just hope that that when they hurt himself that it's just a scratch and it's there's nothing that, you know, a little mommy kiss and a band aid can't fix. Um with my grandparents why I've been thinking about them so much and it's just and I and I think about it and I laugh because it's something that I started doing now as a mom, but my grandparents were always very superstitious. And whenever I would say something to them, it would be like, you know, my, my son, I love him. He's so strong. He's so handsome. Like, no matter what I would say, they they would always come back with and say, oi, can I nahora? Poi, poi, poi. They'd be spitting. It was always God willing. And can I nahora? Poi, poi, poi. Contrary to what my friend Lisa believes, is really meaning in, in Yiddish to, to keep the evil eye off. Basically, it's kind of casting a protective spell around what what you're saying. You know, that if you say something and you don't have your fingers crossed, it doesn't come true or the reverse kind of comes true or you don't jinx yourself. And all those superstitions where I remember, you know, they, they used to always say that with me. I would come home from law school and I would tell them how great it was and, oh, God willing, can I know her up? Poi, poi. I'd be, you know, younger in high school and I'd come over and I would tell them something about volleyball or I'm writing or something that I wanted to be. Oh, can I know her? God willing, let it be. And I never really, like, got that, like, for them, there were never enough Kanaihahara's, there was never enough lucky charms in the world to, like, put a protective cloak around their family. And we're talking about, you know, two Holocaust survivors who not only survived but thrived in their new life. And now, like, looking at their their greatest, greatest loves in the world, and I'm looking back at them, I realize that how they were able to dance between the raindrops. Somehow, no matter where they were, death was all around them, and they somehow found life. And we all want that for our children. We want them to have that super sick sensibility to dance between the raindrops. doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to see or experience something that's going to be hurtful or penetrate them in in a, in a deep, even even harsh way, but you know, if you just even get a little bit wet, you can still dry yourselves off. And in seeing what's happening with with this this one particular incident, which has so many parents who might be getting more comfortable, especially in the summertime, with letting your kids go off a little bit. You're you're swimming in the pool. They're getting comfortable, you know, having their their swim legs, and you might take it easy a little bit. Where it it automatically shuts that down and you have to go back into reactive mode or what Lenore Skenazi calls like the helicopter parent of constantly having to swoop around your children and, and, and swipe, you know, dive in at a moment's notice because something could happen. And, you know, I kind of always want to hope for the best and expect even better where a lot of people kind of 
um, hope for the best or expect the worst and hope for the best or something like that. And to not be optimistic, you know, but obviously understand that something, some things can happen. You know, I, I don't, I don't like living with that, that, that hard, cold fear factor all the time with my kids, even though you have to be aware. And even though I have like this paranoid lawyer brain that can see everything that goes wrong because you're trained to see everything that can, can go wrong in the world. You know, I still want to believe that there is good in this world and that my kids can dance between the raindrops and they will be safe and they will be protective and that when I look down the street and I see my neighbors that they're safe going over and playing at, at my neighbor's house, that they can... They can walk up to the bus. Um, you know, and Lenore Skenazi, she also talks about a lot of statistics in New York, and I have not done the double research to see what's true, what's not, but supposedly violence is down. Supposedly kidnapping, you know, is, is not rampant. There aren't, you know, but it doesn't matter the numbers. It really only takes one. It only takes it happening in, in our community or to our children or to our friends' children or to somebody like, like this boy who I don't know but still feels like he's part of my community because he he is a child and it's someone we can all relate to and we all are each other's children and we all sense what that mom must be sensing as far as just that ultimate hardcore devastation. And it's something that we all bring back into our homes and kind of reevaluating what are we doing with our with our own children? What are we doing to protect them? What are we doing to keep them safe? And I assure you you're doing plenty that there's there's no such thing as being a hundred percent safe in this world. It's just not it's just not how how this world is. And our neighborhoods and our communities are our testing grounds, and our children are going to have to go out and test the fences. Um, they're testing your buttons every single day, and, and we have to kind of trust each other. We have to trust each our children. We have to trust our neighbors. You know, we have to kind of, you know, just pray for that and and send that out there into our respective communities and into this world so it does become a safe, safe, a safe haven for us all. Um, you know, and with the with, and with keeping the fingers crossed, you know, at some point you have to you have to trust the fate. I I was talking with um with my friend Masha yesterday about about this incident and what happened and and you know and, and part of me kept wondering like why was this boy so insistent? You know, do do we all have this contract? And I do believe that we come into this world with a contract, and we kind of have a a predetermined destiny, and we do have all all of our own fates. Um, whether it lines up in a way that <laughs> that makes sense for everybody else around us, you know. But what was it about you know this one incident and this one um, one happenstance that kind of brought together this community and and really has made it a, a national a national matter for us all to kind of relook and re and re kind of tune into into the space of where where this love is needed and where this awareness is needed about keeping an eye on each other in the most most sacred and safe way and really realizing that all life is precious. And so I really wanted to just kind of open the space on Mama's Pearls today to 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 share these feelings with you to share to share the fact that that our neighborhoods, they are our homes. 
and we travel in and out of each other's neighborhoods and to do so, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm dancing dancing between the raindrops. I want to feel like, you know, we're just spreading rainbows all over the place. So it might be a total naive um, way of seeing things in an optimistic way, but I'm okay with that because inside I'm just I'm just a child too. And again, I remember my parents building those constructs for me to have my own freedoms when I was younger and every step I took built that independence. And even though now as an adult I so desperately want them to like, you know, come and hold my my hand through things, I'm so grateful for having had those years of preparingness and taking those baby steps and in the, in my testing grounds to kind of get to a place where I am today. And I know that with my, my own children, I'm doing the same thing. They're obviously younger. They're not, you know, they're not going to be going off too far, too far without me or without adult supervision at this point, but at, at some time they will. And at some time, and at some point I will have my fingers crossed. I will be, you know, being <laughs> on the ground looking up to the side saying, God willing, God, please keep them in, in your, in your safety and in your light and guide them and guide them to, to safety. So it is with that that I want to just remind everybody that this, the time that we have here is so fleeting, is so precious to just enjoy your family, enjoy your children, say I love you. Remember that we are all part of this community. We are all part of each other's lives. We are all part of wanting our children to be safe and secure and protected while also being independent and also knowing that when we send our children off on a wing and a prayer, that is going to be divinely guided. And that is mostly in part because of all of us working through and evolving through our, through our darkness and through our instincts to reach a higher, safer plane. So have a great week, everyone. Be safe and um, give your kids a big, big hug and a smooch.